All right, you're listening to Derek on Photographers on Photography. You might hear a little bit of a Miles Davis going on in the background there. Sorry, not sorry. Violation of copyright laws. My bad, Miles. Anyway, so this morning I want to talk about uh, two cameras that are both uh, very similar yet very different. One of them, affectionately known as the Brick, is the Argus C3. It's a rangefinder camera with pretty basic features. It's got uh, limited shutter speeds. The aperture is at f3.5 with the standard lens, the 50 millimeter. The uh, maximum aperture on it is f16. And I'm gonna be comparing that to the Leica 3F, which is similar that it's a rangefinder, um, but it has a lot more features. <coughs> but they also have a lot in common, so I think it's a fair comparison. Uh, Price-wise, there's a big difference. Typically, you can find a Leica 3F anywhere from about 250 to 500 dollars, depending on condition, um, if it's working or not, <coughs> and there's a lot that can go wrong with them. It's a precision camera, so it was designed to be fixed, is the nice thing. Uh, you can send it in for a clean lubrication and adjustment. There's still a few people out there that work on them. Um, they're well known if you do a Google search or look at any of the forums. I won't mention names here, but uh, you probably know who they are if you shoot Leica. And uh, if you are thinking about shooting a Leica, you'll get to know them. Now the Argus, they probably made about two million of these. And uh, you can find them everywhere. Thrift stores, antique shops, um, yard sales sometimes, and definitely online. But like everything else that's old and cool, uh, prices have gone up used to be that you could find them for about five dollars uh, and you still can but now people are asking fifty sixty seventy five eighty dollars for them which is a bit insane because they're not rare and uh... you know as far as the camera goes is it worth fifty or sixty bucks no, it, it's a great image maker so you decide uh, if you come across one and you have to have it and you end up spending that kind of money don't feel too bad you're going to be able to take great pictures with it. Um, same thing for the Leica 3F. Every once in a while, somebody will find one at an estate sale, maybe, or uh, maybe at a flea market. Somebody doesn't know what they have. But now with uh, Internet and Google, that's probably not as common as it used to be. So both of these models have split rangefinder screens. And basically what that means is that you focus through a rangefinder. If you don't know what that is... Uh, go Google it. I'm not going to explain that here. But then uh, your viewing screen, which shows you the whole image, that is uh, a separate window. So you have to move your eye from peephole to peephole. And I say peephole because the viewfinder is rather small. Uh, however, it's a 100%, so there's no magnification loss. Um, once you get used to it, it's, it's not bad. But definitely if you go from shooting let's say a hundred percent viewfinder on a big SLR it's gonna be different for you also if you're like an M shooter 
both of these cameras, they, they, you're taking a, I'd say a step backwards in, in technology. Part of the reason the M was so popular is because it combined the rangefinder and the viewfinder in one window. But it was the Leica 3G, I believe, that was the first Leica to do that. Um, don't know if the later Argus C4 did that also. It might have. Um, but either way, we're not really talking about those cameras here. So there's a few steps involved with taking these. And if you're coming from an automated or even just a, a more modern camera, these extra steps are going to be a little bit uh, different than what you're used to. So let's start with the Argus here. Now I'm holding one in my hand right now. <coughs> so it's a, it's a process. So once you load your film with the Argus, you'll notice there's a little nub right by the, the counter. And after each shot, you have to hit that little nub. And what that does is resets the whole thing. So the process is, you, uh, you wind on, you cock the shutter, and then you, you fire through the button standard on the top. And I'm gonna turn miles down here. See if this picks this up. So it's wound, shutter's cocked, and it fired. So I'm not sure how much of that it's going to get picked up, but we'll find out later. All right, next up, we have the Leica. The Leica, you don't have to hit the, the nub in or cock the shutter. It does it all automatically. All right, so they both have knurled knobs instead of cocking levers that we're used to on the modern cameras. All right, there's some more miles for you. <coughs> so the the knurled knob on the like a little bit tough on the fingers if you're out shooting all day, but it builds character. So get used to it. Uh, focusing on the Argus. Again, it has a, a knurled um, geared mechanism in the rangefinder mirror window. So if you block it with your finger, uh, it's gonna it's gonna block out your rangefinder. So that system's a little bit similar to the um, the contacts. If you've ever shot an old contacts or Kiev uh, clone. You know what I'm talking about, where sometimes you put your finger in front of that window and it blocks out your rangefinder. So focusing, have to give the, the advantage there to the Leica, but that depends on what lens you're using. Uh, the lens I have it on now is a Sumitar F2. I think it's Sumitar. And it's a uh, collapsible type. And uh, it's got a little knurled nub there that you can use to turn the lens. Um, on the Argus, you can turn the lens, but it's not designed that way. It's designed to turn the little knurled knob on the top of the rangefinder. So size-wise, uh, the brick 
isn't very much bigger. It's definitely thicker, and it's made out of a high-quality Bakelite plastic. Um, I think it's plastic. I don't know. It's Bakelite, whatever that is. And uh, it's a very lightweight camera, but it is very boxy, whereas the Leica, obviously a lot more refined uh, and a lot more engineered. So again, go back to that price difference. When you're comparing a $500 camera to a $5 camera, you know, there's going to be some differences there. And the, uh, the Leica takes a screw mount lens. It's interchangeable. Um, and the Argus, believe it or not, actually does have interchangeable lenses. Uh, the lenses are a little bit harder to find, but they are out there. Um, but they are being snatched up by the mirrorless shooters for, you know, different effects. Um, as far as I know, I think that they're all pretty much quality lenses. So, um, yeah, that's about it. So let's talk a little bit about image quality. So how good can a $5 Bakelite plastic mass-produced camera be? Uh, you'd actually be surprised. If you've never shot one and shot quality film through one, you're, you're really going to be in for something. Even at f3.5, it stays fairly sharp all the way across. Uh, you don't lose a lot in the corners. It's, it's a quality lens. Um, and colors, very vi vibrant and uh, bright. Um, good friend of mine who's been on the podcast before, Vince, um, on Instagram, you can find him at Vince Shoots Film. Uh, he actually gave me this Argus, and uh, he's got a couple other ones, I think. But he shoots color through his Argus quite a bit, and the colors are phenomenal. Um, I put it up against any other 50-millimeter lens, to be honest, at f3.5. You know, uh, speed advantage clearly goes to the f2 lenses. But the uh, Leica Sumitar is an old lens, old design, and it's not what you're expecting when you hear Leica. I'm not saying it's bad, it just has a different character. Um, I like it, but it has a vintage look. Uh, it's definitely no uh, Sumicron. The Sumicron later replaced it, so uh, again, huge di price difference between the two. My Sumitar is a good copy. It doesn't have some of the issues that a lot of them have with a uh, scratched up front lens element or haze, fog, nothing like that. So pretty decent uh, picture taker, but it has a vintage look to it. It's, it's not a modern lens. The Argus, on the other hand, pretty much looks like a modern lens. Uh, I think if you compared it to, say, a Nikon, 50 millimeter f2.8 um, I don't know that you'd be able to tell the difference maybe a little bit different in character but quality wise it's not going to jump out at you and, and you know make you think that you're shooting a crappy camera <coughs> it's definitely not a Holga or a Diana so there you have it there's a comparison between the two um I definitely enjoy shooting the Argus. Uh, in fact, some of my favorite photos I've taken on 35mm have been with the Argus. And I've shot everything from Argus to the 3F, uh, M2, and a bunch of the Canon and Olympus rangefinders. So, you know, it, it's definitely a, a different experience to shoot it. 
uh, for those of you that, that want to shoot film because it slows you down, these will definitely slow you down with the extra steps. It's not a quick camera that you can just fire things off and burn a roll of film in five minutes like you can with the more modern cameras. So if you think about a rangefinder, I'd say that you really can't go wrong. Uh, there's not even a lot of crappy rangefinders out there. In general, most rangefinders are decent cameras. Uh, I've yet to find one that's a complete piece of junk, um, even the lesser known ones out there. But I think that your best chances <coughs> of getting started, if you want to see if it fits for you or not, uh, try an Argus. I think it will surprise you. All right, that's all I got. Thanks for listening.